365 yep. days a year, put on your goddamn sunscreen. Yep. <laughs> wonderful how are you i'm good had a long day i yeah. mean didn't we all yeah mondays are long days not to break like the third window or, nope what is it breaking fourth the... wall fourth, fourth wall, wall. <laughs> third, third window. window third window fourth wall <laughs> not to say the fourth wall but we record on mondays and mondays are always such a long day especially mm-hmm. when the air conditioner at work is broken and uh, it's 104 it degrees you're chasing children around it's a nightmare hmm so you guys remember something super weird happened, but right before COVID, I was offered a promotion at work. Like mm-hmm. I literally sat down with my boss and she was like, Hey, how would you like this position? And I was like, Oh my God, I would love it. I was like so excited. And then COVID happened. And so we were all furloughed and whatever. It was like a whole situation. And then when we came back, no one ever said anything to me about it. Like I was just... Which is insane, because you're so good at your job. It just like boggles my mind that they were like, "Don't talk, don't talk about it. Maybe she'll forget." Literally, they just never brought it Not up. Not only that, so let's paint a picture. Before COVID happened, they mentioned to Emma, "Let's promote you. You're great at your job. Let's do that." Then COVID happens, mm-hmm. and myself and another woman we work with pass an exam that we have to have to be promoted they we come back from covid quarantine and they promote me and this other person and i had no idea because we weren't really friends like we didn't Mm -mm. talk at all Mm -mm. so i had no idea that they had offered that to you until like a few months ago yeah and then so like i'm promoted this other girl's promoted and then they announced that they want to interview people for the next promotion (laughs) which has which i understand is like normal practice in some other companies but this company and this specific promotion, you are not interviewed for. It's basically like they decide you're ready, so they promote you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they promoted like, or they interviewed like four people. Yeah. And promoted all of you. They gave them all the job. We all got the job. It's so insane. I don't understand why four of us had to fucking interview. Like, just promote everybody. That's after what they did every other time. After they had already offered me the job and then made me interview mm-hmm. for it and then gave it to everybody. So I'm not really sure. <laughs> it doesn't make <laughs> any sense logistically from like no. a time management standpoint. Uh-uh. It makes not absolutely at all. no yeah, sense. No. Our company before COVID and after are t- like two drastically different environments. And the job that we, Emma and I have now pre-COVID would have been so different than how it is now. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like there's like whole environment has changed and... It's kind of a yeah. bummer, I'm not going to lie, because I feel like it would have been more, to me, more normal if we had it before. Because mm-hmm. there was, like, more of, like, a sep- not a separation, like, one is better than the other, but just, like, these people are promoted for this reason, and they're doing these tasks, and then these people that are not promoted, that are not, that don't have those responsibilities. And I feel like now it's kind of, like, all mixed together. Yeah. The job that I was offered... And the job that I interviewed for were two very different jobs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that was a bummer. But I was just, it got me thinking the other day, like, 
we have all been promoted within our company and we all have the same job title. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know if it's just because like we are talking from our own perspective, but I don't think that we have changed at all having a little bit when I say power, I like mean it very lightly, like a little bit <laughs> very more. Lightly. We right. have like maybe like 0.2 grams more yeah. power than we had before. Yeah, and like that might be a stretch. I mean, maybe not even power, but like more responsibility. More, it's more responsibility, and we are like more of a leader than the people who work underneath us. I, I guess. I honestly feel like, if anything, the promotion, the job that we, the three of us, have almost is more so a vote of confidence. Like they think you're good at your job. Yeah. So you can now be in charge of a team of people that do your job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like exactly. it's not necessarily like you're, you have more power and you have like hiring and firing power or anything. Like we don't mm-hmm. really have a lot of say in anything yeah. that goes on. No. But we, they were like, okay, well you're really good at your job. So you can basically lead five other people in how to do their job. Yeah. So my question is, how come when we were promoted, we didn't turn into jerks? <laughs> like, everyone that I've ever known professionally that has been promoted, it changes who they are in a professional setting. And I literally just don't understand it. I think the hardest part for me is, like, when, when I was promoted, because Shelby was promoted to this position before I even met you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I was promoted, and then Emma was promoted very shortly after me. And we were not really friends when the three of us were promoted. So we each had, like, different kind of experiences. But I know for me, I had a lot of, like, I don't necessarily want to say it was imposter syndrome, but just kind of, like, psyching myself out. Like, I didn't actually know what I was doing. And I didn't really know. I I didn't feel like I was, like, the expert at the things I needed to be. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I felt like if people came and asked me questions, I wasn't going to know how to answer them. Yeah. And that, like, really fucked me up. But I feel like I wasn't a person that was, like, belittling people that weren't at my level. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just, like, insane to me. Because clearly at my level, there's going to be people that have different strengths and weaknesses than me. And I think it's just important that we're recognizing that regardless of your level, there's always going to be something you don't know. And there's people around you that you can learn from and you have potential mentors that can be above you, below you or equal to you. And it's not like just because you've been promoted, you're better than everybody else. Yeah. And you know more than them because odds are that's just not true. Mm-hmm. I was just really curious, like why does it always seem like everyone has the same experience with managers and upper management and whatever, that it just seems like they become worse when they're promoted or when they're... powerful people lack empathy. I know. We looked it up and there are, like, empirical studies. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, mean, it makes sense. Like, you think that you're, like, you're too busy Mm -hmm. to really give a shit. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things where, like, you you can't, like, separate the situation from, okay, you've never been in this situation. You don't know how to handle it. Here's how, like, it's teaching someone how to do it and just expecting someone to know how to do it because you know how to do it. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, that, just, like, some people just don't have that ability. And that separates the people that, I mean, I guess are just assholes and the mm-hmm. people that actually are good at their job and deserve to be promoted because they right. can help people. Yeah. It's hard to separate, like... I think the three of us, as hard as it is, as it is to say, we're all really good people, you know? 
stop i'll cry and i really (laughs) but like it's true like i know that there are people that are just fucking bad people and don't give a shit about anyone else and so it's easy for us to say like oh my god like why wouldn't you care about other people why wouldn't you be empathetic why wouldn't you want people who work for you to be happy but like people who have employees and people under them are traditionally not empathetic and don't give a shit about the people who work for them and so i think when we think about creating careers for ourselves and having lives for ourselves, I couldn't imagine us not giving a shit about the people who might potentially work for us someday or something like that. So I just wonder if people who are in power right now and have really no empathy, I wonder if they thought when they were at a lower level, like, oh my God, I'm going to run a business. It's going to be different. You know what I mean? Like they must've had bad experiences with bosses at one point or another, you know? Yeah. I think people just kind of like lose sight of the bigger picture and they become, we've talked about this before, like people that are managers and business owners just become more concerned with making money. And like, that's a Mm -hmm. valid concern for sure because the kind of the buck stops with you, but it's just, at the same time, like people are coming into your environment and that might be the, their first job out of college. That might be their first job in the field and they're really excited. And like you kind of, regardless if you like the person or not, like you play a big role in nurturing their interest in something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You set the tone for them and if they want to continue yeah. to do it or if they're just like, this isn't for me. And yeah. I've had plenty of bosses that are just don't really care if you stay in the business or not Mm -hmm. they just kind of hope to get what they can out of you and then move on to somebody else yeah well it's like I always hear Corey say you should never be loyal to a company you should be loyal to a person Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like if like a company doesn't give a shit if you're happy a company doesn't give a shit if you make enough money or if you're surviving or if you're happy or whatever but if you find someone that really believes in you and is, you know, happy to have you around and is really appreciative and respectful of you, you can stick with people like that. Yeah. But companies don't give a shit if you get fired, they'll replace you, yeah. you know? When I was working um, at a job in college, this girl who we were all friends with, the next year she was promoted to a higher position and suddenly we were all like, we can't stand this bitch. Like, she had to be... And she... Like, we used to all go out to dinner together. We'd have, like, these, like, get-togethers and stuff after work. Like, we would do all of these things, and she was always there. We were all friends with her. And then the next year, she came back with this promotion, and suddenly she was with the bosses all the time. She was with the managers all the time, and she was never doing her job right. And one time... We all just were kind of like, well, what, what are you doing here? And then she goes, well, what are you planning on doing? And I said, I'm going to take your job because you're not doing it. And then I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, you. Well, but then I was like, <laughs> when I got that position, I knew what not to do. So I was like, well, I'm going to mm-hmm. take your job and be better at it. And that yeah. sounds like super cocky and conceited. No. But when you see someone not doing a good job at a job you're capable of doing, you're like, well, I can do it and I can do it better where not everyone is miserable coming mm-hmm. here every day. And it was interesting to see, like, suddenly she had to be, she had, like, was texting one of the managers all the time to where the manager was like, please stop. 
Like it, like she <laughs> made it weird. Yeah. And she was never like that before. And then suddenly she was a manager, and now she had to be BFFs with all of them. And it was like you watched it. Escalate. Well, I feel like that's one of those like, and it's like a complex people have when they get promoted. It's like when you're interviewed for a promotion they kind of ask you those questions of like, well, how are you going to handle like managing your friends and managing your peers that aren't promoted over you? Mm-hmm. But it's also like that complex of like, oh, well, I'm now like upper management and I'm in charge of you and you're beneath me. You still have to like earn your way. Like it's not like just because you have this new title after your name that like all this shit just comes with it. Like you still have to earn the respect of other people. And I've worked with people where they're like, oh, well, they're at this level, so you have to give them respect. And we expect you to be kind of on the forefront of giving them respect. I'm like, that's an absolutely not my job. If yeah. you don't mm-hmm. command and earn respect from the people around you and the people that are quote unquote beneath you, it is absolutely not my job to give it to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make sure I stop at every person and say, hey, do you respect her? Do you respect him? Do they have your, like, because I know, like, because I don't care. When I was coaching mm-hmm. at, like, an after school program, all the coaches came in at the same level and there was one director. And then my second year, the director was doing like a lot. So she asked to get an assistant director and they were going to pay for an assistant director. And I got the assistant director position. So it was my (laughs) boss, quote unquote, who was the director and me who we worked like very like together. And then all the other coaches were technically beneath me and but I would say all the time, like, if I, if I didn't know something, I'd be like, oh, go ask whoever, because they know about that and I don't. And, like, I would do the best I could, but I also knew at the same time that I got, I knew that I got paid more than them. So when there was something shitty that they had to do, I was like, you can leave, I'll do it. Like, I'll get paid more to do it. You can fucking leave. Like, if you don't want to do it, you don't have to. And it's like one of those things where, like, you kind of have to realize that you're in a better situation than everybody else. So don't be an asshole about it. Just be like an empathetic person, you know? Yeah. Be like, I'll handle this shitty thing that you don't want to do because you get paid like half as much as me to take care of it. So I might as well do it. Does that make sense? Like, Mm -hmm. it just bothered me so much thinking that they were going to do something the exact same way that I was going to do it. But for some reason, I was going to get paid more than them. Yeah. And I was like, go home. Don't be here. (laughs) Have a good night. See you later. It's also so interesting that the switch flips like overnight. Mm -hmm. Like the next day you come in, you get this promotion. Suddenly you're a completely different person. And it's like that should, they didn't promote the completely different person. The person you were got promoted. So why would you change from that person? And it's just really interesting that it even happens. Well, and we've all known people that have completely different personalities before they're promoted to after I don't know, like, I, like, coached with people that, like, if they got, like, a certain job or worked with, like, a certain team or anything like that, they felt, like, they were better than everybody else. And I was like, I was, I coached at the same rink as you at the same time for the same amount of money. Like, I don't know why you think you're, like, on another level than me. Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't know. Maybe it's just, like, a breed of person. Like, it's just, there are just some cocky assholes out there that regardless of what field you're in, they're going to get promoted over you and they're going to be fake and they're going to kind of, like, kiss ass to whoever's above them and get farther faster but I just I can't wrap my head around it. yeah I can't wrap my head around being I feel like all of us are really good judges of character like I couldn't imagine sitting in the fucking boss's chair and someone coming up to me kissing my ass and being like yes I love this I I've done it. it in like meetings when people talk I'm like that's not genuine no yeah. like at all how like, do they not see right through that shit? And they were in the same position. Like, it's, again, like, do they think now that they're 
management or business owners or like whatever their title is that this is how people should be around them people mm-hmm. should kiss their ass why would you want that? Well, I, I would never like I would want people to be honest with me I would want people uh-huh. to be able to have conversations mm-hmm. with me and on the other end why would you want a job where you would have to kiss ass that much mm-hmm. and it's that's also, exhausting like, do some people are some people just like that because I know that there are people that like I've met that like any of us have met that just like, try to appease the people that are above them because they, like, want to mm-hmm. be in that, like, Circle. little click or yeah. whatever. Is it just that people want to make more money? Like, are we just good people who, like, <laughs> I, like give no. a shit about other people? Are we too I really good? don't like, know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. It doesn't make any sense to me. Because mm-hmm. whenever I, like, talk to Corey about it, he's like, you're just a really good person and there are a lot of really bad people in this world and that's just, like, what it is. And it's I, a fucking bummer. I think what, like... It is a bummer. Because yeah. I guess for me, like, okay, when I got promoted, I kind of started psyching myself out. Mm-hmm. And that's a bummer. But, like, what's the alternative? Like, acting like you know everything and you're better than everybody right. around you and you don't recognize that you still have so much to learn. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember when I... My only work experience is what we do right now in coaching. So that's all I have to go off of. But, like, when I started coaching in college, I was, like, had that, like, Team USA thing on my resume and everyone thought I knew everything. Mm-hmm. And so they would put me on teams with people that had never coached before. And I hated it because I was like, I'm losing on this like a bit like opportunity to learn about coaching from somebody more experienced than me. Mm-hmm. Like I might have this like credential or whatever next to my name, this but that doesn't mean I actually know anything. And it made renowned me, Olympic athlete. It made me so mad <laughs> because I was like, I want to work with people that have done this before. I don't want the buck to fall on me. I'm 20 years old. Yeah. And I feel like, I just, it doesn't make sense to me that someone could be in a position for 20 minutes and think they know more and they don't need help from anybody else around them. Yeah. Like, it it literally makes my brain explode. Like, I don't, I, I don't get it. I think it's wild that we all have the same job and we all had very different experiences getting it. Mm-hmm. And we all have very different strengths doing it. There are different things that you and Emma both do to, in your jobs that inspire me to be better at my job. Stop because I know that there's things that you guys are both better at doing than I am. I know when I started, I felt very insecure about yeah. not knowing everything right away. And that's mm-hmm. a ridiculous way to feel. You're going to go into a new environment and you're not going to know everything. And that's normal and that's okay. Yeah. And there should be people that tell you things and teach you things. Mm-hmm. But I didn't feel like I had that. And I might have put that on myself and that's totally fair. But now when new people start, I feel like I almost go out of my way to help them that I almost think it comes off in genuine. Mm -hmm. I caught myself doing this the other day. We have like a requirement at our job where we have to do a lot of like observations and like be trained to give feedback and all this stuff. And I was doing an observation on somebody and I caught myself. We have like two different kinds of observations. If you've been there for less than six months and if you've been there for more than six months. And this person that I was observing had been there less than six months but I was actively observing her as if she had been there longer I was just like holding her to a higher standard and I literally was like what the fuck am I doing like she has no idea what she's doing she's doing the best she can and I just feel like this kind of relates back to what we were saying with powerful people just having less empathy and there are empirical studies about it we can link them to this episode somehow I don't know how that works but it's just checking yourself and being like okay Am I thinking, am I expecting this person to be performing at a higher standard because I'm at a higher level? And, like, realizing that, like, you're just being an asshole. You need to, like, give this person, like, room to fail and room to, like, Mm -hmm. grow and do all those things. And I think that's, like, 
a very large portion of what your job is when you're higher than other people, when you're a manager, director, a coordinator, or whatever your title might be, is allowing people to grow. And I feel like in my experience, a lot of people in those positions have not allowed that to happen. They just kind of expect everyone to be at their level or they just act like they're beneath them. Mm-hmm. Like people in power, they must have had someone teach them you know, what they know and someone taught them what they know. And they were also at one point where most other people are like, you don't just learn things from fucking no one. Like you were taught and you were shown how to be better. And I don't understand how you wouldn't want to give that to someone else. How, how are you so fucking self-absorbed that you don't give a shit about anyone else? I have felt this way. And like any job I've ever had in coaching and whatever, I like crave having like a mentor tell me, Kind of, like, not telling me, but, like, showing me what to do. Giving me, Mm -hmm. like, advice and, like... Because it's really valuable information. Yes. And I feel like people just don't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, like I said with coaching, like, I... I, They kept pairing me with people that had never coached before. So I wasn't learning. I was expected to be the senior person in that conversation. And so I didn't learn a lot about coaching. And I had to kind of figure it out on my own, which I never wanted. And, like, now, like going through different like jobs and careers and all this stuff like people talk so much about having a mentor and you don't just get to like go sign up like hello I'm like a mentor like that's not how it works <laughs> like you are in an environment that you like and you find someone that you really connect with mm-hmm. and you learn from them and they push you but they also back you up when you might be fucking up or you might be failing at something and I feel like that doesn't at least in my experience, like, it doesn't happen anymore. They just kind of expect yeah, you yeah. to know what you're doing or not. There's yeah. no in-between. I do wonder, like, I would like to ask some of the older people in my life if they had mentors like that. Because they all stayed at companies for fucking 60 years. Literally. And I wonder if it's, like, obviously I feel like they had more loyalty to companies. But maybe it was, like, more loyalty to people. You know what I mean? Like, people who were genuinely good leaders and good teachers. And maybe that's why people used to stay at companies for so long I know like both of my parents have talked about like their work histories and like they know they still know their bosses by name and they worked for them for so long and they have positive things to say about them and I can only imagine that that has resulted in some sort of mentorship maybe I'm naive and I don't know anything but it's not how it is anymore at least from my experience like I don't have a mentor no, me either. Do you have one? Like, no. I don't have Actually, one. No, no, I have you guys. <laughs> like, we're all just fucking figuring it out as we go. It's the blind leading the goddamn blind out here. And I remember mm-hmm. I had a professor in college who taught, like, a ton of my classes. And his big thing every time was, like, you need to find a mentor. You need to find a mentor. You need to find a mentor. Like, you need to be networking constantly. You need to find it. Like, he was pushing. And we, like, learned how to find them. And... So why don't we have why, one? Yeah, if you know how to get like, one, why don't we all have one? Because here's the thing. I had one that I never went to that school, and then I never spoke to that person again. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I, like, it's, yeah. I don't have, like, a professional, like, career mentor. I had a, I'm in college, you're going to be my mentor while I'm here, and then nothing's going to come up. I feel like that's the other thing is, like, I feel like we've now reached the level of somatic satiation where the word mentor means nothing, but... What does that even mean? Like, you're a mentor, so you understand me and have my back and understand my long-term plan and you're going to help me yeah or you're just some random person that I was forced to network with and now you feel the need to help me mm-hmm. but probably don't want to exactly you know? like yeah. what, yeah. The, what the fuck is the point 
It just all seems very like put on. Like this used to be a very traditional thing that happened and now we're just kind of forcing it. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of cultivated from the, it's not what, you know, it's who you know. And like, that's how you get promotions and that's how you grow in the world is like knowing people that are more powerful. Yeah. And that's why people who are maybe more introverted or like don't have such big social networks or whatever that they feel like they can't fucking do anything. And then it's just like, yeah, what do you do? I personally find LinkedIn exhausting. Mm -hmm. Like I find it ridiculous. Like I think it's, it almost seems asinine to me to think that networking is that big of a deal. And I understand we not, the three of us don't come from like a business background. Like Mm -hmm. we all come from like health, human services, that kind of thing. And it's just kind of a different ball game, but the people that I know that are so devoted to like their network and all that stuff, like it doesn't make any sense to me. Like it seems very put on. It seems very forced. It seems very ingenuine. Yeah. Like I feel like I only get on LinkedIn lately to get the notifications off my screen. I'm like I can't stand looking at them. When I get on, I click on it and then I get right back off. Yeah, I'm not I like don't scrolling know. to read people's posts. And maybe I should be. Maybe that's what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. But I also don't feel like I'm in a place where I could be a mentor for somebody right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. I have like, no <laughs> idea what's going on because I've never had a mentor in my life. So how can exactly. I be a mentor for somebody else? I have no yeah. idea. Because then your mentor could teach you how to be a mentor. You know what I mean? We don't have exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, not to like sidetrack, but do you feel like there are pros and cons to being promoted? Absolutely. Yeah. Like in any field, in any Yeah, field. yeah. I feel like there are definitely the assholes who are like, no, always be promoted, get more money, whatever. Yeah, but like people have tiny peens and no friends. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I definitely thought about it before like taking the position we have now. I knew that there were, I had a lot of really good examples and I also had a lot of really bad examples. And I think, yeah. I mean, I agree with that. Like that's true anywhere. Yeah. Like there's always going to be people that you want to be more like and people Mm -hmm. that you're like, I I don't know what I want to be, but I definitely don't want to fucking be like that. Yeah, sure. Maybe we're just naive. We're, I mean, I say that all the time. Maybe I'm just fucking stupid, but like that's my opinion. These studies that we've found, like you have more power, you have less empathy, right? So like, what takes that place? Just being a fucking dick? Like, I don't understand. Well, and I guess, like, what's the alternative? Like, okay, so you get promoted and you have to kind of surround yourself with people that kind of humble you and make you aware of what's actually going on. But, like, how does that happen? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Promote your friends? Like, yeah. how does that... I have no idea. Because it's like, how do you have successful business tactics and also give a shit about other people. It almost seems like a fictitious, like, perfect reality. And <laughs> we're just like... Have we created a YouTube? It's going to be one of those things where, like, my dad calls me and he's like, you guys don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, Probably. that's never going to actually happen. <laughs> like, it's just like, yeah, it's easy to say when you're 25 and you're sitting in your yeah. family room, like, yeah. all the best things about being a business owner and how you're going to do it better. But then in actuality, you have to match 401ks and pay for health insurance. Mm-hmm. And you have, like, a bunch of things that you have, like, hoops you have to jump through and it's not that easy. Mm-hmm. I 100% understand that. But to lose empathy? I know. It doesn't I just, make any I sense. I can't imagine being, like, just not giving a fuck about other people. And mm-hmm. I think that happens from the top because I know, like, in our experience, like, if people come to me and they feel like they've let me down in some way or yeah. they've done something wrong, I'm like, who made you feel this way? Mm-hmm. Like, it's completely okay. It's not a big deal at all. Like, you have a valid reason. Like, it's like, well, can I help you and, yeah. like, be better yeah. and whatever? But that can only happen sustainably from a position above us. Mm-hmm. Like, the 
business owner or the corporate manager, whoever the fuck it is, has to be like, this is not that deep. Like, the company is important, what we're doing is important, but the people are also important, and we don't want you all to feel like assholes, mm-hmm. like you don't know what you're doing every day. Yeah. And us three, individually, I'm sure, and I'm sure together, have watched people kind of just, like, lose their empathy. Which, like, it doesn't make sense how it happens, mm-hmm. but we've watched people who have gotten promoted get more ingenuine as the yeah. days go like on. Multiple and it's just like, times together and separately yeah, and it's just like what what happened to you in being promoted that now you feel like you have to be this robot person who doesn't care about anybody well, and is it is it like a survival tactic like you think that's the only way you're gonna make it like <laughs> is it survival the, only, of the, is the only way i'm gonna make it in this company in this environment mm-hmm. is if i'm an asshole to everyone that i was friends with before and i guess that's like a part of like having that like external perspective of being able to like leave work or leave whatever conversation you're having and being able to step back and be like, this isn't normal. Yeah. Like some people yeah. just don't have that. Yeah. They don't have like a support system to talk to and they don't have the perspective to say, well, this isn't normal. Like yeah. there's been shit that's gone on at numerous jobs I've had where my parents are like, that shit's not normal. You need to leave. Yeah. Or that shit's not normal. You need to say something like that's not how you should be treated or that's not how shit should go down at work. And it makes me, like, angry that other people don't hold themselves to that same standard. They just, like, let whatever, they just let whatever the fuck happens to them happens to them at work. Yeah. Like, you are not, like, a slave to this environment. Mm-hmm. Like, you are... You can leave and they will replace you. Right. As yeah. quickly as they can. They don't give a shit about you. You are replaceable in order for them to keep their business running. So the fact that you're breaking yourself down to your bones for this job, for any job, is asinine to me and i don't think we're naive to think that i mean i think we should on the opposite say that we do if you love where you work and you love even what you're doing then you should invest in that and you Mm -hmm. should want to be promoted within your company Mm -hmm. because any problem you have can only be made better by you being more involved in the process and i there are definitely things that we've done in our jobs together or jobs we had before we knew each other where if I was promoted and I had like more of a voice in a meeting I loved having that because I could say like okay well this shit is actually like sideways and I don't understand it and it's easy to think the grass is always greener on the other side because you don't understand like everything that's happening behind closed doors but at the same time if you feel if you feel unheard unsupported or undervalued in your job whether you are promoted or not you shouldn't be there like life is too short whether you're 25 or 55 like fucking find a new job you can work at target in the meantime like Mm -hmm. literally you could work almost anywhere (laughs) you could be a truck driver anywhere (laughs) in the country we keep coming back to this when do we sign up literally tomorrow (laughs) i mean it's hard for us like we talk about all the time like things that we're unhappy about in not necessarily our jobs, but just in general. And it's kind of like, mm-hmm. are you going to pony up and deal with it? Mm-hmm. Or is this kind of your breaking point where you can't deal with it anymore? And both are valid. Like, there's a point everyone reaches where they can't deal with it anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel like finding yourself in your career is hard. And it's even harder to do that and not forget about everyone else. Yeah. You know? If you're getting promoted and you're getting recognized for these things, that's fucking awesome and mm-hmm. you should celebrate that. But you should also like kind of check it at the door and be like, mm-hmm. I'm still the same person that came to work yesterday. Yeah. yeah. And I kind of have to grow with this position as I grow with this company. And mm-hmm. if you're not getting promoted, I will 
bitch about you on the uh, bitch about it with you on the phone like all day like if you're frustrated about it i get that and i'll support your frustration but you kind of have to be like okay well do i want this promotion and what do i have to do to get it or do i not give a shit about the promotion and i should be looking for other work yeah Mm -hmm. yeah like we are absolutely all for working hard working your ass off for something good and something you really truly want and something you think is good for you but just don't as you grow don't forget who you are you know what i mean like i think to grow you need to have a really solidified sense of self and that can be a really hard thing for a lot of people but i think it's so important to i mean go to therapy meditate do whatever you need to do to figure out who you are and what you believe and fucking stick with that well that's another thing like we were talking earlier like before we started about like knee-jerk promotions like being Mm -hmm. promoted for something that you might have done in the moment but you didn't necessarily deserve the promotion like long term like, if you are promoted too fast, you don't have that sense of self. You don't yeah. have your identity in the workplace. You don't have your identity in your field. And yeah. you don't really know, like, what your bearings are because you don't have any. Yeah. And to have the humility to fuck mm-hmm. up. Like, no one does everything perfectly. Like, if you are, you know, higher on the totem pole, realize that not everyone knows what you know and people will fuck up below you and you can't make them feel bad for that all the time. And if you are lower on the totem pole, like sometimes you're going to fuck up and you're going to need to ask for help. And it's really important to ask for help. Or when someone's offering you a hand, like you can take it and just hope that they won't think of you less for it, you know? And honestly, like the best bosses I've had are bosses that have not taken anything too seriously. Mm -hmm. Like there are some things that should be taken seriously, but there's also like 95% of things are not that deep. Mm-hmm. And the best bosses I've had are people that have humility and they're Absolutely. normal people. Like you can talk to them about like what they did over the weekend or like their kids or their spouses or whatever. And mm-hmm. you can also come to them with like a serious like business yeah. question. Yeah. Like if I can't feel comfortable, I'm going to feel way more comfortable coming to you about something serious at work if I can come to you about something casual. Yeah. It's like humility and approachability are so important you should in a be, workplace. Yeah. You should be able to continue to be yourself. In any job you have. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's really important for yeah. anyone to remember. Like, if you have to lose your sense of self, then maybe, like, you need yeah. to take a step back and remember who you are. Yeah. And it's like, if the work environment that you're in doesn't feel like you can be yourself, maybe it's not the one for you. And you know what? Like, you can find another one. Mm-hmm. You can find a group of people that you really resonate with and agree with what they're saying and... I mean, we met literally and we became friends in November, Mm -hmm. (laughs) y'all. It's July. Like, it's like you will find your people and you Mm -hmm. like, absolutely. Like, there's always going to be, there's 55 different job fields and like opportunities out there for you right now. It's a made up number. Don't quote me on it. I was like, like, where'd you get that? There's different, like, don't settle for an environment. Like, Mm -hmm. if your gut is off, it's off. And it's not your place. And that's okay. It's okay to not be in an environment that's right for you. Yeah. And maybe it was just taking you to the next place. My sister says all the time, like, you meet everyone for a reason. Like, she Mm -hmm. met her ex-boyfriend in high school because he was the one that told her that the best way to take deodorant off your shirt is with a sock. I think it's the same with workplaces. Like, you meet different people for different reasons and you might not know it until later. It's the same with, like, work environments. Like, one of the biggest blessings I have gotten in working where we are is the two of you. And, like, it's... Stop stop crying to it. (laughs) It's, like, yes, I found a love for the field that we work in and I found, like, I think it enhanced who I am as a person in a very positive and powerful way. But it's also a lot of other more everyday things and... 
sometimes you're only meant to work at a place for a year or two years mm-hmm. and then you are meant to go do another thing and that's okay and you should do that <laughs> go <laughs> yeah. work somewhere else if you want to work yeah. somewhere else I I feel like my friends and family always say like Emma's not the kind of person who's going to do something she doesn't want to do. You know what I mean? Like, I don't ever, like, I do to a point, like, you know, you have to do things you don't want to do. But, like, I feel like it's a really good lesson to not do stuff you don't want to do, which is obviously very overly simplified. But, like, you really, life really is short. Like, don't do shit that makes you unhappy for a long period of time. Like, you need to work and do your best to get yourself in a situation that you feel good about, you know? Oh, I agree a thousand percent. I've always felt that people like me when they meet me because I'm like opinionated, Mm -hmm. but then they immediately stop liking me when my opinions don't align with Mm -hmm. whatever they want me to be opinionated about. Because I'm not going to, I don't possess the ability to be like cordially fake. I wish I did. Emma's fucking great at it. (laughs) There are people that we know that Emma is so polite and kind to and I just don't I'm not rude to them by any means but I don't go out of my way to ask them about anything yeah and Emma is so nice to them and I wish I could be like that me too I envy it daily you can read it on my face and Emma's like no I'm doing fantastic how are you I'm like holding conversations yeah. where I'm walking by and I'm, and I'm like, like the fuck <laughs> okay. I like her <laughs> <laughs> and I so blown away but I have always said like when I moved to Michigan like my coaches and like my people that I am not friends with anymore loved me when I moved out here and then as I became more comfortable and became more opinionated and voiced my opinion they did not like me and I think that's kind of been the same in every environment I've ever been in like Mm -hmm. coaching school work well we love you and you're, you're all badass. badass. You're all. You both are badass bitches. I've liked you more since I've heard more of your opinions. So. Well, true. Thank that you. That's true. Like, that's the sign of good people. If people yeah. don't like your fucking opinions, don't hang out with them. They're not what? your people. It's because we have empathy. Mm. Oh, Some yeah. people don't. All right. Are we like choosing what this happy hour or like what the fuck? Happy hour? <gasps> it's happy hour, bitches. <laughs> I'm already on my second drink. <laughs> it was a long day. On Saturday, I'm going to set the scene. Okay, we paint were, me a picture. Okay, so on Saturday night, we were grilling with our neighbors, and they had made jalapeno poppers as, like, an appetizer. Mm. And Carl goes, wait a second, I saw this video, and I think we should try it. And they were grilled cheese roll-ups. But where you, like, take the bread and, like, flatten it and put cheese and, like, melted butter, and we put them on the grill. And honest to God, I made one for each of us. They were delicious. They tasted like a grilled... Taco Bell cheese roll-up. And you know how much I love Taco Bell cheese roll-ups. Really? And that they were amazing. so good. They got crispy. Like, the bread got crispy like a grilled cheese, but the inside was, like, melty and pull party. And it was fantastic. And that is my happy hour story because I can't stop thinking about them. <laughs> <laughs> and I it's true. She brought it up at, like, 9 a.m. at work today. I was like, remind <laughs> me. Um, and I don't like grilled cheese like that, and I would eat those every day. I'll, I'll find the video I love grilled cheese. My mom, her grilled cheese slaps. Oh, what does she do to it that makes it special? Honestly, I can't even tell you. Does she use mayonnaise it's just of butter? Work. Will you call her? My mom's, my dad's allergic to eggs, so oh, she sure. definitely doesn't well, you use can get vegan Should mayo. I call her? Veganese? Yeah, how do you make a grilled cheese, will you ask? Because now I'm going to have a grilled cheese for her. dinner. I'll FaceTime her because she's with Katie. 
I don't like grilled cheese because my mom always used the like craft singles like that came in the plastic. Really? That I makes can't them good. Stand those. Oh, the craft singles? I fuck with craft singles. That my makes mom, them so my good. My mom definitely uses craft singles. I used I to them. melt craft singles on pretzels when I was at my grandma's. How does? Where are you? Curry bar taco. Oh, how do you make grilled cheese? Oh, I put, She's like, oh. I put Okay. What kind of bread? Italian. On like number six. Number six. Six to eight. That's a big seven. range, mom. Seven. She uses seven. We'll pick seven. No, lowest one. Um, and then I put a one piece of bread in the pan. Put two pieces of American cheese. Mhm. The good stuff. Not craft singles. You don't what? use craft singles? I thought you did. Wow, my Stop. world has been rocked. Okay, maybe that's why it's so good. The best grilled cheese is with Velveeta. Mm. Like the block of Velveeta. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's not really cheese. So, and we use American cheese slices. And then cook it on one side until it starts smoking a little bit. Okay. I'd, I've all, that's all I've been thinking about for two days. <laughs> I love that for you. All right, who's next? <laughs> Get the shit over with. <laughs> I, like, I want to go home. I just want to grilled cheese roll-ups for 20 minutes. I mean, this isn't really a hot take, but, like, my Instagram has just been flooded lately with picture not pictures, well, I guess pictures, and reels of people talking about, like, wearing sunscreen 365 days a year. Mm. And how when you don't wear sunscreen 365 days a year, like, you are just... A piece of shit. Aging. <laughs> You're aging rapidly. You're a garbage and person. Hayden and I were driving past his new office building because his company moved buildings. So we were driving by the new building, and there's a lot of windows on one side. And he said, oh, yeah, those are all my boss's offices. And I said, do they wear sunscreen every day? They and should. he goes, um... You know, I don't know. And I never asked. Okay, well, all the sun is refracting off of this glass, and it is going to cause their aging to increase at a rapid rate, and they will deteriorate before your very eyes. And he said, all right, I'll ask. And I was just like, listen, if you're looking for a sign to wear sunscreen 365 days, this is it. This is it. Put on sunscreen every day. A moisturizer with sunscreen in it is not enough. Nope. Wear a broad spectrum every goddamn day, and you will look younger than you have in years. UVA protect and UVB. Your, protect your skin. I have not even... I cannot even tell you how many times I've preached this to people. And it's I not love, a hot take by any means. I love that you're doing it, because it's always me. It's I'm so I'm always important. the one. I was in college, I'd be like, get in the car, be like, you guys wearing sunscreen? And they're like, it's overcast. I'm like... I say it again. Are you wearing sunscreen? <laughs> like, I mean sunscreen it. Sunscreen is important. It's very important. Protect your skin. Even I, if it's just your face skin, protect your face your skin. Your face skin. Put it everywhere. I was telling Emma that I had to go, I think, what, three days without wearing my face sunscreen because I thought it had been recalled. And then I looked into it more. It hadn't been. So I had to go three days without wearing sunscreen. My Neutrogena, the Neutrogena spray aerosol Aerosolans. sunscreens were all recalled. If you go online, you can get a refund for Did the recalls. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Mine is the squeezy tube, so it was not recalled, but I thought yeah. it was. And I was like, well, what am I going to do? I have to find a new sunscreen. And then it found Well, and I have a, new, I wear a Nutri, no, an Aveeno moisturizer with an SPF in it. And then I also wear a Neutrogena sunscreen mm-hmm. on my face every day. You should every be moisturizing day. day and night. 
-hmm. It's just like, I don't know. We're not skincare influencers by any stretch of the imagination. But I do feel very passionate about it. But sunscreen? Bitches need to be wearing sunscreen. And guess what? Mm -hmm. Put it on your neck. Put it, Put it on, on your, your neck. neck. Moisturize yeah. your neck in an upward motion. Don't drag <laughs> down. All right? Just go up. Remember and pat dry. I remember watching this video on Facebook of these, like, older women that were, like, golden girls. Okay? They were serving golden them. girls vibes. And they were, like, going through, like, beauty secrets that they had. And it was the cutest shit I've ever seen. Aww. But one of them was you pat dry. Yep. Mm-hmm. You don't rub dry because mm-hmm. then you get wrinkles. And they said you pat up until you're dry. Mm-hmm. And I think about that every goddamn night. Literally. I remember I, went to, I got to work one day. I've been wearing moisturizer and sunscreen for years. And I get up to the table that you two are at and you're like, sunscreen your neck or moisturize your neck. And I go, I, I do. And you were like, no, seriously. You should be, it's I part of your too. face. You both did. And I was like, really? I know. <laughs> I don't remember that, but I believe it. I remember it. I'm so sorry we attacked I'm being bombarded for something I already do. I'm so sorry. I'll never forget it. You know, I take moisturizing very seriously. I'm not as well-versed in, like, cleansers and serums as I wish I was, but moisturizing, I'm pretty serious about. Mm-hmm. Daytime and the nighttime. Yep. Mm-hmm. I have really dry skin. Every time I get a facial, they say, you've got really dry skin. My fucking best. <laughs> I moisturize okay. six times a day. Leave me alone. I know. Every time oh I think, God. I'm like, this is a lot of moisturizer. I'm like, eh, it'll be all right. And it's the perfect amount. It goes right in. I'm just yeah. going to start globbing it on. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not a hot take by any means, but, like, I just want everybody to hear me as we near the end of the summer. 365 yep. days a year, put on your goddamn sunscreen. Yep. And <laughs> I just true. saw, if you're on an airplane, make sure you're wearing yeah. extra sunscreen. Yeah. Just like do your best. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're aging at a rapid rate down here. <laughs> Sunscreen doesn't Protect stop. Protect your skin. <laughs> Sunscreen doesn't stop at Labor Day, you know? Yeah. Honestly, like wear white after Labor Day and wear your goddamn sunscreen. Who's telling you these rules? Who made up the white? Who made after up Labor Day? You know what? Not me. I don't like white jeans. Love white shoes. Yeah. Love white shirts. Yeah. But white jeans, I just don't think I can pull off. Uh, I'm jealous of people that can. My sister looks so cute in white mom jeans, and I wish I could pull them off, but I can't. I have a pair of white jeans that I haven't worn since college. I'm not convinced they'd fit me, honestly. I have a few pair of white jeans. You do or do not? I do. I don't wear them that often, though. I went through a phase I wore them all the time, but now I don't have any that fit me really well. Can we talk about overalls? Out of us three, the one person who could pull off a white jean... Emma Lynn Razigan. She would look phenomenal. I think E! News would call us to do a story on Emma wearing white jeans. She would bring any trend back she tried. You know those arm gloves we all used to wear in like middle school? Emma could bring those back. Oh my god. The gloves up to the elbow. Mm -hmm. Knee high converse, Emma. Excuse me. (laughs) If you think Emma can bring back something that I solidified in society. I just want to see what you say. I... Excuse me. That's not me. That's a you thing. Yeah. In a good way. I just wanted to see how that would go. Get out of my house. (laughs) All right. You know how it's going? You're out. You know how it's going? You're you're fired. That's how it's going. Um, We're taking your microphone. We're giving it to somebody else. Yeah. Um, It's not really a story, but big news. Emily and I are going to graduate school together. (gasps) Guys, I'm so excited. I could cry. (laughs) Emma and I are going to the same grad school, the same program. We are trying to let them... 
let us be in the same classes. It's turning into kind of a thing. I'm so excited. <laughs> I can't even say But it. I literally could have cried at work when you found out you were accepted. I, I am so excited. I cannot wait. That I'm was my so happy excited. hour topic. <laughs> I'm excited for you both. Can't I'm wait. so excited. I'm so excited to not do it alone. I'm so excited because you're going to be amazing. We're both going to do amazing things. That was it. You are. It's big doings. Yeah. And you know what? We'll be promoted one day and we won't be assholes about it because we'll have a strong, solidified it's, sense of self. It's true. And that's all I think we can say about mm-hmm. this episode moving yeah. forward. Yeah. If you're going to be promoted, don't be an asshole. Yep. Yeah. Don't be garbage. True. Or I guess, like, if you're going to be an asshole... Be, be an, an asshole, asshole all the time. Yeah. Yes. Like That's all it is. It's consistency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you know what? Assholes hopefully aren't getting promoted. So there's that. Yeah, don't be an asshole and then get promoted and be like a kiss ass. Don't be don't be a secret asshole and then get promoted and be like, oh, now I can be my true self, an asshole. Don't do <laughs> I'm evolving. <laughs> Which is, yeah, it just doesn't seem like it should be that hard. But no. if you are up for a promotion, we are rooting for you in the best way. But if you get promoted, check yourself at the door. Yep. Be mm-hmm. the best version of yourself you can be in that new position. And don't think you're better than everybody because mm-hmm. you're not. Get a therapist. You know? Go to therapy. Yeah, yeah. get a therapist who will teach you how to not lose your empathy. Yeah. Yes, be empathetic, be understanding. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. when you were in that position, you wanted someone to be empathetic and understanding. It's full circle, really. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's a lot. And we're not expecting anybody to be that 100% for themselves. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to go to therapy and ask other people to kind of find that within yourself. Yeah, everyone should go to therapy. Therapy for all. That is Shelby's 2021 yeah. platform. It is. Can I ran for president? Idea. Everyone have to be in therapy. Let's go find you a therapist. <laughs> You're right. All right. <laughs> I do need Well, that's going to take a minute, so we got to go. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> Absolutely. Anytime <laughs> someone says that, I think of 17 again. And when he, Zach Efron goes, and number three, he has a small wiener. And it's like, oh. <laughs> It's a good movie. Anytime I see like a really big truck, I'm like, ah, and number three, he has a small pee. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. Um, I'm going to do when I'm talking in circles and I don't know what I'm trying to say. (laughs) God damn it. I was like, I hate when that happens. I was like hyping you up in my head. I was like, yeah, keep going. I get it. (laughs) And if that's because newsflash, bitch, like that's not how the rest of the the world is not this one company in Mm -hmm. this one position. And if that's how I think of another unword. Unheard, unsupported. Unappreciated, undervalued. If you and I have to stop recording because Hayden's calling me. Is that true? Yes. Hello? What? A sock? Hi baby. Like How a are regular you? kind of sock? Like I could take this sock off my foot and um, yeah, but off what's your up? shirt? I've never heard of such a Someone thing. Someone put deodorant on my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, can you stop being so judgmental for like twenty seconds? I can't make it either, but Emma and Shelby want to know. We were at Ichiban for some reason. Are you okay? Yeah. I went to put my feet up, and I missed. Oh. Go online. You can get a refund if you have... I'm so sorry. Why are we trying to possess you to do that? (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs)